Hey everybody, welcome to CreateCast, the show about people who make good. This is episode 25, believe it or not, and we have an incredible guest, Chef Naisha Arrington, who many of you may recognize from the show Top Chef or a bunch of other on-TV cooking shows, Um, but she's actually an awesome chef off the TV as well, has an incredible pedigree, I mean, worked in some of the best kitchens in the world and uh, is now the head chef of Leona here in Venice Beach, California. It's a really wonderful restaurant. We talk about that, sort of her upbringing, some of her influences, and what she's uh, trying to bring to the new restaurant. So, without any further ado, here's episode 25 with Chef Naisha Arrington. Hey everybody, we're sitting down with Chef Naisha Arrington of Leona here in Los Angeles. Uh, she was kind enough to come on the show, and many of you will probably recognize her from Top Chef, but uh, I'll get into that a little bit, but I was really just want to start, how did you sort of get into food, start cooking? Well, it's my favorite story to tell. Uh, I Well, I actually feel like cooking honestly like chose me, you know, um, when I cook, I feel the most at peace and the most, you know, exactly who I am and where I'm supposed to be when I cook. Um, You know, I cooked with my grandmother when I was very young, and she is a Korean immigrant, you know, so I was exposed to, like, very diverse flavors at a young age, and I would eat, like, really spicy foods, and, like, I remember when I would go to her house, I could only eat with chopsticks and, like, you know, eating, like, weird things like octopus and stuff, and I was very young, you know, so... I think that it, like, kind of predisposed me to, like, you know, like, out-of-the-box food as a, as a kid. You know, I, I think that's obviously something really unique. Some, not everybody has that sort of exposure at such a young age. And how do you see that, I guess, translated in your food today? Like, do you find those ingredients still coming back? And 100%. Um, you know, there's Korean influences on my um, repertoire. But I'm very classically French-trained chef. You know, I really enjoy the sort of discipline behind um, French and like Japanese style kitchens Um, and then in my food today yeah you know I'm always like I'm very much like outside of the box thinker like I love to like say like the food should feel like perfectly imperfect you know I come from Michelin background where it's like you know everything is in its place and you know I like it to look a little bit messy or like a little sexy you know and we go to the farmer's market twice a week but um you know, it's very, um, very approachable. So you know, I mean, obviously, you mentioned Michelin background. Your resume is, like, ridiculously impressive, where you've cooked and who you've cooked with. But, I mean, how, how do you see those influences and, and now in your food? How do you sort of combat those? Like, you mentioned, like, you try and be a little bit messy in your food. How, how do you see that maybe in Leona here? Yeah, it's, I, I just, I'm so passionate about this. I love talking about it. <laughs> but, um... So I always say, like, a lot of the technique, and if there is any protection, because, you know, there's levels of cooking for sure, you know, um, all of the technical aspect of our plates happens in the kitchen, behind the line, you know, where dishes might take two, three days to make them, you know, um, and then on the plate, it's, it comes across as, you know, very uncontrived, you know, um, and we have a very wide range, you know, we, we, we want to appeal to everyone and everyone should feel comfortable, whether you're in a business suit or whether you're sandy footed off the beach, you yeah. know, because that's kind of like who I am, you know, I'm a business professional, I love to skateboard, I love to listen to reggae music and I love to, you know, we're by the, we're 100 yards from the beach, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a really amazing feeling to be able to create a piece of art and have it be consumed 
you know, and have it be celebrated and have it be like sought after, you know, and people come in and, you know, they create these like catalogs of data, you know, for them to reflect on at another time, you know, whether they're on their first date, whether celebrating a birthday or an anniversary or, you know, a work accolade. Um, it's exciting to be a part of that. Yeah, you know, it's so cool to hear you mention that because I think that that's one of the things that makes Los Angeles so special is the fact that you do have that blend of cultures and different people coming from all over the city. I mean, I'm originally from Utah, which is, you know, it has good food, but it's not, it's not Los Angeles. Yes. And, and it's so interesting coming here because each area of town has its own identity. You know, I can be in downtown and it's totally different from North Hollywood or Burbank or Hollywood itself. And then uh, how do you sort of see Venice itself manifested in, in your cooking? Or maybe why Venice? Why, why are you, why here? Well, um, I grew up painting and sculpting, and, um, you know, that's the my second passion, and, um, you know, I feel that Venice is hugely rich in art, and, um, you know, it's really cool to be able to see, you know, walk down the street and see, like, street art and, you know, sculptures and, like, you know, paintings and different walks or different media of, of art, you know, and food is just one of those mediums um, of art. So, you know, for me, Venice is, has the perfect amount of, like, eclecticness, and it has, you know, this perfect sort of um, feel of, like, young professionals that kind of come in and, you know, a lot of, like, this tech startup companies are kind of coming towards this area, and, you know, you get an amazing, amazing mix of people. Curious, and obviously, sort of cooking has both this sort of duality as you know something for the masses, but also it has sort of an aggressive reputation now. And I have to ask, like, as, as a woman, and then as a woman of color, have, have you experienced prejudice in the kitchen, and how have you dealt with that over your career? You know, it's so interesting because um, I get that question a lot. Um, and you know, let's see, 15 years, 2016, 15 years have been cooking professionally. I will say the first seven to eight years of my career you know I've, I set out very consciously to say I want to work with this chef or I want to do this I'm going to do this I'm going to do that you know I was very consciously navigated and I was I will say almost naive or almost had like a pigeonholed perspective on what was happening around me because I was on such a light and life path for myself um, and now kind of standing back and looking at it you know, I'd love to say that there's not prejudice. I'd love to. I really would, you know, for the because I don't think that way because I'm biracial and I feel just in, I was a progressive, you know, country um, in LA, really, you know, that, you know, there shouldn't be very much prejudice or discrimination. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there it, it's, uh, it's very prevalent, very prevalent. Um. So you mentioned 2001, you started cooking professionally. Yes. I'm curious though, what was what was it that made you say, all right, now this is what I'm going to do as my profession? Because obviously that's going to be sort of a difficult leap. I mean, I'm a musician. That's a, it's, you know, it's risky. It's, yes. it's hard yes. being in a creative line of work. Absolutely. Um, you know, well, honestly, I was in community college. And, um, you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I've always cooked. My, I used to play restaurant when I was a kid. Um, but I... My friend came back from for the summer, and you know, I was like, "Oh, where have you been?" He's like, "Oh, I was in culinary school," and I was like, 
this culinary school, like there's a school for cooking, like seriously. And he's like, yeah, you know, I was in culinary school. Literally asked my parents if they can take me down and take me to culinary school. And my dad was like the most apprehensive against it. He was like, no, you know, you should, you know, get a real degree and like, you know, you know, do those textbook jobs or whatever. And, um, you know, I said, okay, let's just go talk to him. And we went down and we talked and... You know, he says, he'll tell the story better than myself, but he said that I would not stop smiling, like, ear to ear the entire time um, we walked through the campus, and, you know, that was a done deal um, for us, you know, and um, the only deal was that I had to finance, you know, 60%, and he would help me out with 40 and, um, you know, I and I did it, you know, and I the first day I sat in culinary school, I felt like there's a seed in ratatouille where he takes a bite of, rat, of the rat, of the uh, you know ratatouille and um, the world kind of shrinks down into this pigeonhole and like there's just this amazing like euphoria like I feel like that the first time I sat in culinary school and I sat at my desk and I listened to the chef instructor speak I knew I was where I'm supposed to be that's awesome I mean uh I, I had this moment too with uh, Kate Crater from Food and Wine who was on the show, and she told me about this moment when she was traveling in France and she had just a berry just off the vine, and this moment, that same sort of experience where she's like, "Oh yeah, I get it now. This is I, I get it." You know what I mean? Um, obviously, you know some people have sort of done the culinary school path that obviously worked out for you, um, but I've also heard that you know a lot of chefs are sort of just trying to come in and maybe stage it with a chef or stage in the kitchen. What's your opinion on that? Do you think it's more valuable now for a student to just try and go cook, try and go do it, or do you think culinary school is the right path? I'm going to say that I think that everyone's life path is different. Some people learn through reading, and some people learn through doing. I mean, culinary trade, you kind of have to do all of them. For me, like, I need to see it, feel it, touch it to, like, learn, you know, and some people are analytical, like, readers, and they can retain information. Um, I will say, in the field, I would highly recommend chefs, young professionals, to align themselves with someone that they would love to emulate their career, you know, in the day where, you know, technology is just really progressed communications, um, you know, you can know what you know, any chef is doing in Denmark or, yeah. you know, in Jap Japan, like, at the drop of that. Um, so that's exciting. But I would say, you know, the most, 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 most important thing is to have a mentor, you know, to really have a mentor. Whether you choose to go to culinary school or not, um, I wouldn't say one is bad or not bad, but I would say that I didn't really learn until I was in the field working and interning and, you know yeah absolutely they, yeah culinary schools tend to paint a little bit of a different picture than what the real world is so after you know you've learned so much and you spent some time in other people's kitchens now you know developing your own style how, how did you sort of create your voice on the plate and what do you do when you maybe think about what, what, do, you, what do you want a dish to be like what are you trying to say you know what I want my dishes to say I want it from the first point that the product is even conceived, you know, whether I'm talking with all my sous chefs and we go to the farmer's market and I'm looking through the field of broccoli flowers or feeling a potato 
or like looking at a color or talking to a farmer, you know, from that very moment when a dish is conceptualized until it exchanges my brain to the hands of someone creating it, it has to be a synonymous energy that's created. It has to be a symphony and a ballet. It has to be, whether it's anything, I mean anything, it has to be created with love. And I feel that is truly and genuinely the common denominator for delicious food. You know, you can feel the energy in the food, you know, the soul of it. You can really feel those, you know. And, you know, it's, it's um, the one thing I want to convey every time people eat. You know, I want people to feel like they've been hugged from the inside. You know, I want people to feel like they're warm and comfortable. So uh, one thing I always ask chefs uh, when they come on the show is, what are some ingredients right now that you're just excited about? What sort of has you passionate? Yes, no, this is the perfect time because it's like for my my favorite cooking seasons, you know, spring, um, and, you know, and fall really. So it's like and summer and you know all of them, but like good. I really yeah they're all good. Yeah. I shouldn't be biased, but spring is exciting, you know, because it's like new life, new energy. You know, you see the blossoms and kind of flowers come up through the cracks and you see all the little like arugula flowers starting to blossom what we're excited about right now are pea tendrils you know the pea tendrils are coming up um very excited about what else um excited about morel mushrooms excited about fava beans i love ramps very excited about ramps um you know, there's a lot this time of year. There it's is. Really I'm like, how do I, how do I choose? Yeah. And and I, I forgot to ask you, are you originally from California? Or you, yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you've sort of grown up in this with this bounty. Yes. Awesome. Um, original, you know, Angelino, California native, been cooking in this city specifically for 12 years, wow. and going to the farmers market for 12 years. You know, building relationships with these farmers and foragers who now get excited about product and bring it to me and say hey taste this like you know and my mind goes crazy and like oh we can do this and this and this and you know it's really beautiful really beautiful that's awesome well i, I really appreciate your time of course time to sit down with us. of course thank you awesome. thanks once again, a huge thanks to Chef Naisha for coming on the show. I know she's super busy. Um, obviously, you can tell um, some of the restaurant noise is a little bit loud in that episode, so sorry for that, but that's okay. It's a live kitchen. Um, it makes it a little bit more cool when I'm there interviewing her, and I feel it's best to interview people sort of in their natural habitat, I guess is a good way to say it. But again, a huge thanks for her to come in on the show. Really fun interview and just a really unique perspective on the cooking world. I know we've had some food people on here before, but uh, it's always good to get more uh, more perspectives. So as always, make sure you visit us at createcastpod.com, leave us a review in iTunes, and as always, make good. <laughs>